Wow, we are going to uh, talk about our whisper series that we're having. Pastor John, he kicked it off with scripture. He talked about how scripture is the key of keys of how we can hear from God. And then Pastor John and Dan, both of them last week, one in the morning, one at night, spoke about desires and dreams. And I know they prayed for you to have dreams. So I just want to know, who had a dream this week? Oh, that's great. Come on. God is on the move. Yes, and we can hear in lots of different ways. I'm actually reading the book at the moment online, but there's about eight books I hear that are available here afterwards if you haven't got the book and you'd like to read that, or you can download it online. Uh, It's also, we're talking about Whisper. We're doing that in groups together as well. So that is a great thing. You can be a part of a group if you aren't already. You can speak to... uh, One of our pastors, Jeremy or Sharon, they can find you. Or you can go to the hello desk at the back and ask to be in a group to do whisper. So there's four things that we've been sharing every week about hearing the the voice of God. And the first one is the aim of hearing his voice is for relationship. It's not about trying to get something out of God. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to have intimacy with you. He wants to talk to you. Number two, the tone of his whisper is always loving, even if it's tough love. I mean, I've had a lot lot of tough love over my journey with Jesus, but, uh, you know, it all comes out in the wash. It's all good. But it was love. It was always love. He loves you. He loves you. So we need to, you know, Take both, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Number three, if you want him to speak to you, you need to listen to everything he says. Oh, if you want his comfort, you need to hear his conviction as well. Yes, that's what we're talking. We don't cherry pick and think, oh, well, I'm taking that because that's nice. You said you were going to give me a house. That's awesome. But over here when it says, oh, you know, you need to like get rid of that resistance that you have towards me. We got to take both because... We can't just cherry pick things, so that's the third thing. And the fourth one is to hear from him, we need to lean in and tune in, which means turning down other competing noise. I don't know what competing noise is for you. It could be lots of different things. could be social media. For me, it's probably Netflix. You know, it's like, whoa, it just keeps on rolling. (laughs) But that's it. Whatever it is for you, and you know what it is, so I'm not going there. You know what your distraction is. But when we take time away from that and lean in, we can hear from God. So those are the four things. Our monthly verse, does anyone know it? It's probably, probably going to pop up behind me. Like you're going to say, yeah, I know it. Our monthly verse, we'll have our slide right now, is John 10, 27. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. And we are sheep. I mean, Pastor Danielle said last week that sheep are the dumbest animal. But I've got to tell you, like, we're great little sheep. Ba ba ba. I've got an affinity with sheep. I'm originally from New Zealand, so that's awesome. But my sheep hear my voice. <laughs> and you know, and that, and that is when we, we, our children or our close friends, even if we don't see them, We know their voice, no matter where they are. If you've got a baby in the creche, the minute you go there and if your baby's crying, you know it because you've got an intimate relationship with them. God wants to have an intimate relationship with you. The more you get to know him, the clearer 
his voice becomes. So I've heard from God in many different ways. And Mark Batterson in the book uh, of Whisper has got seven different languages. If we could put that slide up now, please. So seven different languages of God. So it's not exhaustive, but he talks about scripture being the key of keys, the number one way that we can hear from God. And we can hear from him every day by reading the Bible. And then he talks about desires, or desires and dreams. Pastor John and Dan did that last week. Uh, doors and people. I'm going to be talking about doors and people today. And then there's promptings and pain. <laughs> pain. Yeah, well, we'll leave that one for next week. But those are the seven languages. But there's lots of ways that God can speak to you. But we're looking at those because we're doing the book. All right. Whew, are you ready? You're ready. Well, I'm going to pray, actually. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you're here. Oh, and I thank you, Lord, that we hear from you. Father, today, as we're together, speak to each person, Father, directly to their heart. Thank you, Lord, that you love them. Thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful and it quickens, Father, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, and it pierces right to the heart and we can hear you and know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Get ready to hear. Expectation is one of the things you want to have. You want to have a desire. Man, I had a desire to hear from God. I just loved it. Do you know when uh, my first language was English uh, in New Zealand? But when I went to high school, I decided to take Māori, which is my native language. I never spoke that at home. It, wasn't, it missed a generation because uh, at that time, uh, my parents would have got in trouble if they spoke Māori at school. So it, it, it just sort of skipped a whole generation. So I didn't know much except for kia ora and kei all that sort of stuff, just, just normal conversational language. So I, I went to high school to do that. And when you're learning a language, uh, I was translating everything from English uh, into Māori and Māori into English like that. But my little, uh, like, cousins, my little cousins, they went to a full immersion school where everything they did was in Māori. No English was spoken there. So they did maths, tahirua torifa, they'd be counting in Māori. They did science, they'd be speaking in Māori. Everything was in Māori. Because when you have full immersion like that, it's the fastest and best way to learn a new language. And it's the same with learning these languages of hearing from God. We need to immerse ourselves if we want to hear from Him. We do that by coming here on Sundays and we're doing the Whisper series, being in a group and actually getting to practice hearing from Him. We do that by, might be listening to the podcast, whatever it is, but put yourself and hang around people who hear from God, which is you guys. You, you can all hear from God, but it's full immersion. The more you want to know a language, fully immerse yourself. Get into it. Make sure you're here tonight at uh, our last night of fire, which is going to be amazing. So doors. I'm going to speak about doors. God, He speaks through both open doors and closed doors. In Revelation 3.7, it says, What He opens, no one can shut. And what He shuts, no one can open. And in Revelation 3.8, it says, See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. God speaks through your circumstances. You never know when the Holy Spirit is going to come and reveal His plans. It might be one trip. It might be a holiday. It might be a meeting. It might be a book. It might be a class. It might be one conversation that can radically change your trajectory 
of your life. I've been practicing that word and I still, I just made it, right? <laughs> Trajectory of your, but it, it, I should have thought of, I should have looked up synonyms or whatever. I didn't even say that right. But anyway, the ch- it can change the trajectory of your life. <laughs> but that one thing, that one circumstance can do that. I always, when I, I used to live in Brisbane and I always wanted to live on the Sunshine Coast. So I left Brisbane, I shut the door on my job, I shut the door on my job there, went to Mackay, and a door opened and I got a job in Mackay. Was I in the Sunshine Coast? Did I say I wanted to live in the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, I did, but I went to Mackay because I couldn't get a job on the Sunshine Coast. But that job uh, opened the door to a transfer here to the Sunshine Coast. And I knew it was God. I wasn't actually even following God at the time. I believed about Him, but I never had a relationship with Him. And I remember praying that God would, you know, help me to get to the Sunshine Coast. So I went to Mackay, and then I got a job there, but I transferred here. So every person I lived next door to when I arrived on the Sunshine Coast was a Christian. So God definitely wanted to open doors to me to lead me to Him. And eventually I gave my heart to Jesus because He's amazing and yeah, yeah, he is. So we walk through a door and we think, we can think that it's our final destination. It's not. A door leads to another door, which leads to another door, which leads to another door. And God opens doors and closes them. Closed doors can come in the form of failure. Have you ever thought sometimes like, man, God closed the door on that. I'm never going back to that. Never, never, never. Because it can bring uh, discouragement and disorientation, but it may be the very thing that gets you to, to where God actually wants you to go. Mark Batterson calls it a divine detour. So sometimes closed doors are checks in the spirit. They keep you from walking through that door. It was not long after I started working here at church and I was doing two days a week. Not long after that, I had a major financial crisis uh, in my own world. And so I was praying for my financial situation praying, praying, and I got offered, I wasn't looking for a job, but I got offered a full-time job with big dollars. Woo, you know that's attractive. (laughs) So I was pretty excited. I'm thinking, you'd think like, wow, I've been praying for financial doors to open, and here it is, it's God. But there was this little check in my spirit, and I, I just couldn't put it down. When I say check in the spirit, it's hard to define and to discern, but it's a feeling of uneasiness that you can't ignore. It's something that, you know, isn't quite right, and, you know, it doesn't give you the peace in your spirit. A check in the spirit is God's red light, and if you don't obey that sign, it can, you know, he's trying to head you out of trouble. God closes doors to protect us, to redirect us, to keep us from less than is best. So God was closing that door. I felt it. And then right in the middle of, I'm telling Pastor John that I've got this job. Right in the middle of that, I go, but I'm not going to take it. I'm like, what? But I'm not going to take it. But I'm not going to take it because I believe I'm called to be here. What was that about? But that's, that's how God works. I knew it. And then boom, the door was shut. But what happens? How do I know that God shut the door? I always look at two things. It will always line up with his word. Everything that we hear from God will never contradict the word of God, the Bible. And there was just an inner peace. And there was an inner peace. Like the Bible talks about let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you don't feel scared or stressed or worried about how am I going to do this financial situation now that I've closed that door or God closed that door for me. It just simply means that you know in your heart that it's right, 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 right. You just know it. That's, that's how you know. And so after that, uh, God, I stayed. God looked after my financial situation. See, this is what happens. He might have closed one door, but he opened another door, and he opened another door, and he opened another door, and I had investments coming, all sorts of things. God is a closer and an opener. So that's doors. People, my goodness. God might speak through a donkey, but he, he most often <laughs> speaks through people. I've never heard a donkey talk, and I really don't want to. I think it'll freak me out. But, you know, God designed us for community. Whether you feel like a people person or not, I mean, I'm a people person, but you might not think, I'm not, I'm not a people person. I can, I can hear you saying that in your chair. Whether you feel it or not, we need each other. Pastor Phil, I think, said this, that other people have parts of your destiny. And you have other parts of their destiny. We need each other. We can't reach our destiny alone and isolated. Many people in this room have been a part of my destiny. Pastor John and Danielle definitely have been a part of my destiny. People, like God uses people, trusted voices and prophetic ways to say the right things at the right time. In Hebrews 12:1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. For us, that consists of anybody and everybody who has influenced our lives. It's our family, it's our friends, it's our coaches, it's our teachers, it's authors, it's our spiritual leaders. God wants to use them to speak into our lives, and He wants us to speak into their lives as well. See, God can speak through that donkey, but He used a prophet named Nathan to rebuke King David. So He brought rebuke through a prophet. He used uh, an uncle named Mordecai, to encourage Queen Esther. So he uses our family. And he used a spiritual father named Paul to encourage Timothy. In 2 Timothy 1.7, and you may know this verse, it says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. That is a verse for us. But it was a prophetic word for Timothy. When Paul spoke that to Timothy, he was speaking into his life right at that time. That's amazing, isn't it? It like, gives me goosebumps. That's so awesome. But that's what happens when you get the right word at the right time. And people can speak encouragement, they can speak correction, and they can draw out potential into our lives. My grandfather was very encouraging. Uh, he always used to say to me, Teresa, you're going to do great things. And I think, Oh, well, that's awesome, Grandpa. Oh, this is between six and ten. That's awesome, Grandpa. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but he did. He would always say that. You know, Teresa, you're going to do great things. And he used to, my grandfather was a follower of Christ. He was a minister. 
He loved God. He loved people. He saw things all the time. And I used to say to him, how do you know that? How do you know that as a kid? Like, how do you know? How do you know that? And he used to say to me, I see and you see. And at that time, I thought it was a joke. I see it. But I used to walk around, I see, you see, I see. But God, like he was speaking into me. I see, but you will see. I see, but you will see. I see, but you will see God. I never invited Christ into my heart until I was 38 years old. And it was one of the first things I remembered. Him saying, I see, but you see. I see, but you see. So people can speak encouragement into our lives. Correction. Like uh, Michael Walker, who, who deals with eyes, I know that because when, one time when I was talking about poking my eye out, he said, uh, he, yeah, literally, he does that. So anyway, he will know about a blind spot. Have you ever heard of a blind spot? They're the things that you don't know about you, but others know about you. Yeah. Uh, and there's a place where the optic nerve, and you can correct me on this if it's wrong, but I have actually done some studying. <laughs> there's a place where the optic nerve passes the optic disc, and all of us have a literal blind spot. It's the size of a pinhead. And we really notice our blind spots because our brains are so good at filling in the blanks. But they're also, that's also where we, we are most susceptible to misjudgment, misinformation, and misunderstanding. Even when we learn to drive, one of the things that we learn when we drive is to check the blind spot. We always check the blind spot because we can't see it through the mirror, so we check the blind spot. And it, it, we do that so that we don't crash, so that we avoid accidents. And it's the same in life. We need to check our blind spots, but it's a bit hard if you don't know what they are. That's why we have people. People can speak about that. And it might be our mentors. It might be in groups. It might be your family, whatever it is. But it's done in love. And as I said, Pastor John has been a major influence uh, in, in that with me. And I'm going to give you an example. Like, this is an, I went back and I had a look in my calendar. On the 19th of February in uh, 2015, Pastor John had a little chat to me about my group dynamics. I know this because it's actually in my calendar. It pops up every Tuesday to remind me because that's when we have our meetings. And uh, out of that, I'd written down a few notes, which I sent to him just to make sure I was on the right track. <sighs> it wasn't great but it was awesome. You know? so, so, the first, so I've written down these points. Stop the sideways conversations during meetings and listen. Stop talking over people and let them have their say. Stop the wisecracks, which rub people up the wrong way. <laughs> and when I do talk, have a softer approach. <laughs> Whoa, like look out. And really, see that was a blind spot for me because I thought I was flipping awesome at meetings. <laughs> But every Tuesday, I, that would come up on my calendar and I'd check it out. I'd think, right, I'm going to like not talk to anyone sideways. I'm, like, I'm gonna, not making any wise cracks. I'm doing softer when I speak. I'm not, because I was very aggressive in meetings, but I, I, didn't, I thought that was okay. Like, we're in a meeting, aren't we? But anyway, <laughs> that was not working. And, and little by little, I felt the change in me. I mean, I still have it on there. But I have changed. It hasn't taken me all these years to change. <laughs> that happened, but it was a reminder for me. But I love it, uh, and I am so grateful for coaching conversations. You may have had a co coaching conversation, and you think, what? You don't even know, whatever. But really, 
Sit down, pray about it, let God speak to you, and move on. Because honestly, that's been one of the best things. I mean, I've had plenty, uh, well, not tons, but I've had a few coaching conversations, but that was just one I thought I'd share. But But it's great because I think, wow, it was a blind spot for me. But now I see it. Now I see it. And when you see it, you can do something about it. So I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, he is also, Pastor John is one of my biggest encouragers. He is always encouraging me because he believes in me. And I know it. I know he believes in me. So when you're you're actually uh, hearing from people, you've got to actually consider the source. Where is it coming from? It's not like I'm going to let any random come up to me and tell me those things. That's just not going to work for me because I don't have a relationship with them. I don't know them. They haven't spoken to, you know, you've got to consider your source. So I'm not going to take a prophetic word from any random. And it doesn't matter who it's from. You should always test. It says that in the Bible, always test the word. So I'm not going to, you've got to consider who your source is. You want your source to be someone who loves you, who believes in you, who wants the best for you, who doesn't have an ulterior motive. They want to see you grow. They want to see you blessed. They want to see you flourish. So always consider the source when you hear something. When, you know, Because depending on the source depends on how much weight you put on it. All right, because God speaks through our friends and people more then he usually speaks from strangers. Not that you can't get a word from a stranger. I'm, I don't mean that. But he uses the people that we have relationship. The stronger the relationship, the more weight those words should carry. So it says in the Bible to weigh carefully what is said before you take it to heart. So remember those two things. Does it align with the word of God? And does it bring peace into my heart? Even though I didn't really like it at the time, I knew it was God. So that, that's what, it's just taking the time. So consider who it is, because in Proverbs 16, 24, it says, nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. There is nothing better than getting a word from God or people who love you, and a word of encouragement, even a word of correction, because you know that they love you. A word that draws out your potential. Even those ones that I shared earlier this, this morning, you can sense and feel the sweetness of those words for that person. And a lot of times you think, wow, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that word. And you should be. If it's you, take it. You can do that. It's called a deflection prophecy. You can take it. So there are a lot of things. We should want to hear God, not only for ourselves, but for other people. What a gift that is. To, and we all may prophesy. It says that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. You are sons and daughters. You will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. God speaks to all of us. Isn't it great? We can pray for other people, but imagine hearing God for other people. A little bit later, we're going to have a chance to do that. Hear God for someone else in the room. We've got some ministry time a little bit later. But a prophetic word, it calls out greatness in people. It reminds them of how awesomely unique they are. It confirms the dreams that God has put in their heart. It encourages 
them to go forward to fulfill it. And it's, it's seen into people's future. It gives them hope. And that's what we're all about, Jesus and the hope he brings. So that is doors and people. We are going to have a time of ministry where I just see open doors to hearing from God, but I feel like there are, are doors. But before we get there, I do want to give you that opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart. You know, that's another door. In Revelation 3.20, it talks about, it says, I stand at the door and knock. God is standing at the door. He's knocking. He wants to know you. And then it says, when you open the door, I will come in and dine with you. It means I will come in and have relationship with you. I will come in and tell you the great plans that I have for you. And that might be you today. You heard Connor share how he, the, just the, the things that had happened in his past, but how God can take a life. And when you open that door, he can touch you. He can heal you. He can bring freedom to you. So you might be here today and you've never had a relationship with God. Very soon, I'm going to invite you to do that by raising your hand from your seat. And after that, we say a prayer all together. Or you might be here today and uh, at one time you followed God. You might have been brought up in a church, but for some reason you walked away. It could be the busyness of life or you might not have connected at that time. I'm also going to offer you that same opportunity to raise your hand. Or you may be here and you actually believe God is real. You do. You believe He's real, but you don't have that assurance that if you were to die, that you will go to heaven. And you want to have that assurance. That assurance comes by surrendering, asking God to forgive you of your sins. Repentance, we call that. And inviting Him into your heart where He can come and lead you and guide you. So if I can just ask you, just everyone, just to bow their heads and close their eyes. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you here today, and you know that God is knocking on the door of your heart, if you've never had a relationship with God, but today you know you want one, you want to reconnect to Him, or you want to be certain that you're going to heaven, right now, here and online, I just want you to raise your hand and acknowledge that you want to have a relationship with Him. Right now, who's, who's here today? I feel hearts beating. Who wants to have a relationship here today with a God that loves you? wants that relationship with you, wants to come into that door to guide you, to lead you, to take burdens off you. Is there anyone here today? If you're watching online, they'll actually have something online where you can respond as well. I'm just looking quickly. I don't want you to miss it if it's you. God loves you. He wants the best for you. Hey, we're going to say the prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I invite you into my heart. Thank you that you love me, that you died on a cross for me and my sin. I'm turning to you to follow you. I renounce the devil 
and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me how to live. I thank you that today I am forgiven. I'm set free. And I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's give Jesus a mighty hand. He is faithful. He's so good. Well, we are going to have a time of ministry. And I, during, even during that time, I did see doors opening. I feel that uh, a lot of people in this room have been making decisions and it's been, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And God is going to speak to you if he hasn't already. I see that. Some of them are big decisions, the signing of contracts. Some are other decisions of going into business. Some are other decisions about relationships. And, and it might be closing the door on some relationships, opening the door on others. I just see lots of doors, probably because I'm talking about doors, I just see doors opening and shutting, opening and shutting. But God sees your circumstance. God sees what doors you have in your life. So let's all stand because our band are going to sing. And uh, I just want you to pray about the doors in your life. Let's just engage in this time of worship. <laughs> 